Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. That's what you got to do because the temperature of the Mercury Air 32 and clear. Not as clear as it was yesterday, but still clear enough. Thursday, May 26, 2022. I'm Steven Sersky. Thanks for joining me. This here is the audio blog of me and my life here in Beijing, China. Still in Beijing, China. Suffering through? Not really. Uh, Another round of... uh, Well, it's actually not locking down. Chaoyang, uh, we are, as you no doubt have heard, uh, Beijing is facing another uh, round of this Omicron variant. B, A, dot, two, whatever, doesn't matter. Uh, But uh, I was looking at the subway map, and much of the subway system is closed. Like, basically the whole southern portion of the uh, subway system so it's like stretching through Feng Tai and right from Tongzhou which is far east Beijing like it's actually not even Beijing anymore uh, I'm stretching right over to the southern uh, southwestern portion of Haidian all closed all those uh, like uh, what you call southern part of line 10 line 14 line a lot of line 7 all shuttered um, I'm not sure if the trains are still running through those stations. I just they just don't stop. Um, but yeah, it's uh, <laughs> you're not using the subway to get around very much. And I was uh, mentioning how it seems that the city itself has sort of uh, emptied a little bit because there seems to be fewer people around. I'm not sure what these high school kids are doing or the middle school students are doing because they have the Zhongkao and the Gaokao coming up in about a very shortly, a couple weeks, I think. Uh, so I'm not entirely sure how that's going to be handled. I'm guessing maybe that's why uh, the government's trying to push for this uh, sort of solution to be dealt with uh, by um, June 1st. I looked at the map and I mentioned yesterday that the... Uh, the red isn't as red anymore. There seems to be fewer places that are uh, closed off, which is a good thing. Uh, but uh, again, it's although it's not in Chaoyang, it's it's spread all over. Well, I'm looking at this, and it's like to the southeast of Beijing, it's still medium risk. Uh, so that's um, I'm not even sure what area that is, but yeah, south southeast. Uh, there's um, some one or two red locations and then one big yellow location in my area there isn't too much by way of uh red let me check that oh that's that's pretty close no not really no it's it seems like it's close it seems like it should be close but it's actually not uh there's one cluster around uh that's the biggest cluster that's sort of in my area. Other than that, a lot of the CBD buildings are open again. It looks like uh, Dawang Lu is also open again. Uh, so that, I mean, th- that's a good thing to sort of see this happening. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, even, you know, a couple weeks ago when this whole thing kicked off, they blocked down, they blocked off everything from south of uh, Guangzhou, Guangzhou Min Lu, Uh and Shuangjing Station South, it used to be all sort of big red area. Now there's one area that's um, not as red. It's lighter red than it was before. Uh, but yeah, so the case count is down. 
the the places that are closed off are down and it looks like i don't know i mean it, it looks like it's getting better but i'm not sure i mean we say that and then all of a sudden we see another flare-up hydean is where all the action is now i'm not sure what the university kids did to uh, deserve that uh and then another place out in southwest beijing that's uh completely red it, it looks like it's been shanghai <laughs> there's a wordplay for you Anyway, uh, it's another another day home working, and I finished the God Equation. I actually finished that yesterday, so that's Michio Kaku's book that I was reading. Uh, I started back a couple months ago and only been reading it on and off because um, you know I was reading it during my work breaks, basically. I mean, anytime I had some a uh, little bit of time, uh, I didn't really focus on reading the book on my own time. Uh, decent read, only 200 pages, quite easy, and he makes it quite easy to understand. Uh, it is kind of depressing. Yeah, towards the end, he's like, yeah, basically, um, if our mathematical equations are correct, uh, then either the universe is going to end in a big freeze, so it's going to, like, spread too far apart, or a big crunch, <clears throat> in which it just collapses back in on itself, both of which I think I commented before. I'm like, well, there you go. We're trying to keep your books in pristine order because uh, the universe is going to kill it anyway. The universe is going to get it anyway. It's going to take back its uh, its matter. But he ends on a high note. And the high note is that it's not so much that we have to be so concerned about the end of this universe. It's whether or not we can escape to the next universe. Kind of like, uh, you know, these doomsday scenarios in which... Uh, Earth is dead, um, and we move to Mars or something like that. Uh, one of those things where you can pick up and go. I think uh, that was part of the um, what movie was that? The Wandering Earth. They did that. Where uh, th this is that Chinese movie um, that they uh, basically attach a bunch of rocket propellers to Earth and they fire Earth off <laughs> into space. Uh, kind of odd how they interesting but you know science fiction uh so something like that idea where we can shift locales uh you know like a backpacker searching for the best place to teach english or something right uh but michio kaku sort of explains that one of the keys to jumping universes like this uh because it's not that this universe needs to last forever it's our ability to adapt and move into the next universe find another universe that's hospitable to our life whatever our descendants uh, descendants are like and jump into that one where we can continue to live continue to uh, prosper and keep on uh, existing uh, and the, uh, the the key to it all is this theory of every, everything which he the whole idea of this book the God equation is that he's talking about all the different mathematical formulas and equations that's been that have been um, drawn up over time, <clears throat> particularly since like Newton uh, defined what gravity or how calculated how gravity uh, moves and affects everything. And then in the last hundred years or so, we've seen more uh, uh, advances in quantum uh, calculations. So th the issue is that when the we go from the really big to the really small things start to break down but there are i think this the super strength theory that uh, they're talking about now is that it does posit that there are multi mul 
multi-dimensions, many dimensions, like 10 or 11 dimensions, which all the equations allow for. So they're all variations of the same thing, uh, and they can be reduced down to 10 or 11 dimensions, but those dimensions are either too big or, or are too small for us to fit into. So he's talking about like quantum electrodynamics and stuff like that, uh, quantum scale sort of... Um, equations and existence so although there might be other universes we're simply too big which kind of begs the question it's like you know we come into this earth and we are very much a product of uh things we can't see anyway right and it's kind of a miracle what if you know we're just all little baby universes or something like that and that's how we will escape to the next universe we just have to be really small cut up into a bunch of pieces which is kind of a scary thought uh or at least able to reassemble on the other side hmm interesting anyway uh been working on a few other uh videos here i have not been able to export these things it's it's more difficult than i thought <laughs> to multitask while working at home i like the idea it just doesn't seem to work because uh the number of breaks that i have and the amount of time that i have with each break doesn't allow the sort of focused energy that video editing requires even if i just had to set up a render uh thinking like making sure all the uh um settings are right and everything <sighs> a little bit disappointed to tell you the truth but i have some time this week and this weekend uh, coming up so i will uh start posting a lot of the stuff that all these little bits and pieces that i have together and uh, i know i was talking about this yesterday how a little bit disappointed i am i'm not able to meet that midnight deadline a lot this year and I think maybe next year I'll have to uh, be a little bit more strict on it and take away the uh, sort of the need to be ultimately creative and just publish something you know even if it's just one camera clip or something like that so severely reduce the expectations I'm placing on myself because there are a few more ideas I want to try out uh, they will take time but again they do require focused effort focused energy rather than sort of one minute here or one minute there. I was also mentioning the uh, stock market the other day or yesterday, and I was looking today at uh, some of the stocks that are moving. And uh, if you look at the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ 100, there is a famous chart pattern that you can look up. It's called Three Peaks and a Domed House. Now, if you're not familiar with uh, reading charts, this it will look like um, nothing to you. <laughs> it'll, look, it'll look like they're conveniently drawing pictures over top of stock charts. Uh, but this pattern has uh, come up quite a few times throughout history and throughout market tops. And if this is at all correct, then I think we have seen uh, this recent formation in the last uh, six months. So it's what, 2002 would have been the top of the domed house. And now we are uh, sort of, we're seeing a relief ra rally from March into April on the NASDAQ. And then it fell down again, uh, where the NASDAQ's now sitting around 11,000, 12,000, uh, between uh, around 12,000, basically. Uh, and it's jumping between 11,500 and 12,000. Is this the end of it? I don't know. 
Good question. Volume has picked up substantially. You can see it on any chart. I, I use finviz.com if you guys want to take a look at that. They have a futures page that's very good. It gives you a snapshot, snapshot, snapshoosh, snapshot of all of the markets, all the major markets, um, and uh, you, futures, forex, and crypto, and stuff like that. Very useful uh, website just to get a quick overview of what's going on. And again, so it's the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ 100 that all sort of uh, give this impression that what we've just seen happen. The Dow Jones, it kind of fits, I guess. Maybe it does a little bit, um, but it's not as apparent. And all of the three peaks in the dome towels is that there's sort of three smaller moves and then a larger move, like a breakaway from that, the three peaks and three little blips that make a domed house because when you look at the greater picture, it kind of looks like a domed house, or a dome of sorts, and then it falls off catastrophically from there. And we've seen the catastrophic fall off. What is happening exactly? Uh, I think what we're seeing here is uh, finally this year, whatever, whatever was the straw that broke the camel's back, I'm not sure exactly, but tech is being sold. So your Facebooks, your uh, Apples, we see a, we saw a snap get kaboomed, uh, obliterated, um, lots of them. All of these things have been, all these stocks, Tesla even, Amazon, all been crushed uh, by recent selling. But I also mentioned that Canadian Energy is doing well. And as I can see here, as I can see, and we can often smell here in Beijing, coal. I heard one other person uh, talk about this actually today on a podcast. And one of the reasons I've been thinking about this lately is because um, I actually came across this uh, market call. It's a call-in show that uh, BNN Bloomberg puts on every day. They used to do it twice a day, but now they only do it once a day. And they have these big money managers, like actual people who do this for a living. Um, they go on the show, they answer questions from callers and stuff like that. Very useful, very personal as well. Uh, I will, I tweeted out the uh, the link today, uh, but it's on, you can go to bnmbloomberg.ca and you can find the link there under market call uh, and they'll, uh, they'll lead you to uh, the podcast section as well. It's great because there's no commercials either, so you don't have to worry about that. You can't download the episodes, but you can listen uh, through a browser, so that's good enough. And I was listening to a couple of uh, the episodes today because I haven't, I don't, I used to watch it when I was back in Canada, but to stream it here while I'm in China required a subscription and just became a pain in the uh, the ass to actually uh, uh, get going. So listening to it, and uh, the latest one that I listened to was Rick Rule talking about natural gas, commodities, gold, and stuff like that, and how in the next three to five years, we're going to see commodities do really well. But the, the, the offshoot of that, offshoot of that, or one of the reasons commodities are going to do well is because of inflation. Prices are going to go up. And no doubt you've heard about this. And one of the points that he makes, which I thought was very interesting, was that consumers aren't aware of inflation just yet. It's being bandied about. It's being talked about. But no one's really felt a material difference to their lives just yet. I mean, they're not cutting back on spending on this or that or another thing. It hasn't, because we're still getting out of the COVID sort of dream stage or the nightmare stage or whatever you want to call it so inflation these things people are still going to spend money right now because they're just kind of like well i haven't been doing anything for the last two years it's been such a mess you know let's go out no, let's go out no matter what 
uh, that will change going forward. Maybe as people aren't are seeing that they're not earning as much, uh, that uh, what what they do own or what they are earning isn't buying as much as it used to. This has been on my mind because typically around here, May, June, I write a blog post called uh, Chinese Changes in which I sort of I actually look at the uh, receipts from April Gourmet and Jinkalong and sort of look at the prices of things. And I, I've gotten better at tracking them a little bit more, but uh, some things haven't changed in price despite what people uh, are saying. Uh, other things, yeah, I've noticed my uh, the groceries, like some of the fresh vegetables have gone up in price a little bit as well. One thing, you, if you haven't noticed, if you haven't been to like McDonald's or, uh, oh, what was these? I bought these Nature Sweet, whatever it is, uh, Nutri-Grain bars. They're, not only are the bars smaller, there's one less. So instead of having six, like two, two, two in flavors, there's only five. So there's two Two and two of one flavor, and then only one of another flavor. So five total packages, five uh, uh, little packs in in one box. I'm like, when did this start happening? That's inflation. That's a type of inflation. Because you're paying the same amount, but you're getting less. It. They might say, well, it's for health requirements. But yeah, because they're changing the numbers on you. It's not like it's any healthier for you. It's, they're just changing the numbers, which is what McDonald's does. McDonald's keeps the price the same, but then they shrink the size of the burgers. And I mean, I, I, I don't think you have to go very far. People probably say, yeah, these things used to be a lot bigger. <laughs> you know, a lot better, too. And it's because they're swapping out the ingredients. They're making them smaller. Um, so they're not making them any healthier. They're just making it less uh, less to consume basically or they change the serving size that's another popular one anyway all this uh, leads to uh, looking at you know I was looking at Chinese stocks and coal stocks seem to be doing well and this this Rick rule guy mentioned this uh, on this on this podcast and I'm going yeah I, I've seen these things moving why are they moving I mean First of all, I thought China was trying to move away from coal. I don't think, even though you can smell it, it's there. Um, is is what about tech? I mean, for all the AI and robotics that this country is pumping through, why aren't those names moving as much? I mean, one of the big names that I've tracked is uh, China Software. Zhongguo uh, Renzian hasn't been moving. It's uh, been getting clobbered lately. So... Th- seeing things like that, I kind of wonder, you know, did we just see another, you know, euphoria peak in the AI speculation? And now we're going to see that sort of tail off, commodities go up in price, and then everything else sort of um, gets sold off a little bit more. Uh, that being the case, so I'm looking at these charts and go, yeah, three peaks in a domed house. Look up that chart pattern, then take a look at the S&P 500, the NASDAQ 100, and even the Dow Jones Industrial Average, uh, all of them based in New York. I'm looking at the Euro stocks, and it doesn't seem like it's the same. Th- maybe Euro stocks, but not the not Germany DAX, not not at all, not the Nikkei uh, 225, and the FTSE. I don't have the FTSE here, uh, sadly, uh, at my disposal. They are not listed on. Uh, let's see, Euro sto- No, they have the Euro stocks 50, but they don't have the FTSE. Uh, FTSE being the uh, London exchange. Let me just punch that in. Let's see what the, where that's going right now. Doesn't even come up. <laughs> there you go, London. That's what happens. Uh, well, anyway, um, 
yeah, so that's what I'm seeing with these sort of uh, investments and things like that uh, in the stock market. So I know people are probably talking about the doomsday scenario for all these uh, uh, exchanges and everything. But I think it's more, it's not a doomsday scenario. It's you have to stop looking at what the media is publishing and start looking for where, which ones are going up. Like don't, don't tell me that the stock market's a conspiracy, that the big money's out to get you. The big money from what I'm looking at in these charts, has already shifted their positions. Are you going to do the same? That'd be my question. And again, market call on bnnbloomberg.ca. Check out that podcast if you want to learn more. Those are actual money managers who do this job day in, day out, uh, and they give a lot of good information. So get educated about it. I do encourage you to uh, because, uh, I mean, I know I, I face that same sort of like, am I going to am I gonna have a job in six months? Good question. Don't know. All right, I'm going to leave it on a happy note there. May You Make Your Movie will be up uh, the last couple of days, heading into the end of the uh, weekend here. It's May 26th already. Got four more days of that. Hope you guys enjoyed so far what's uh, been published. And folks, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Show notes, tracks, and vids up on my website, stephensersky.com. Thanks for listening. Stay safe out there. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.